Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. You can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. In this episode of the show, we are going through our roster management podcast. This is where we take a look at the waiver wire, run through some of the high priority ads for the week, and then we also are going to go take a look at streaming options for quarterback, tight end, kicker, and defense. So if you're looking ahead to week 10, getting ready to set your lineups, this is is the show for you. No frills, no fluff. We are just going to get into it and uh, we're going to make your fantasy football teams better. So starting out with the waiver wire, there's really only one potential difference maker that I see out there this week and it is Ronald Jones. If he is out there on your waiver wire, I would definitely say after his performance against Seattle, he is the number one guy that you need to be claiming. He saw 52% of the snaps. It was the first time that he saw over 50% of the snaps for uh, the team this year. He ran efficiently. He was, uh, you know, he ran a couple pass routes, though he did lose a one-yard touchdown, a one-yard touchdown to Dare Ogumbawale at uh, at the end of the game. I, I would say, though, that he definitely does have the ability to, if he trends up in snap share over the rest of the year, I do, I do feel pretty good about him being an actual difference maker in the fantasy football playoffs. Now moving on to some of the more borderline ads, uh, Probably the top waiver wire ad of the week that's out there in most leagues is Zach Pascal. He was a really dominant player at Old Dominion. He had a 34% dominator rating in college, ran a 4.540 at 220 pounds, and has been a starter this year, easily having the best season of his career, but had a great game with T.Y. Hilton on the sideline. And it's looking like T.Y. Hilton is going to be out for multiple weeks with this lower body injury. So I think Pascal and Jack Doyle are both really really good ads this week. Pascal is going to just kind of fill into that T.Y. Hilton role, though uh, Brian Hoyer is going to be his quarterback probably at least for one week as opposed to Jacoby Brissett. Uh, Doyle actually, I think, would be the better. Uh, I I would not surprise me if in the Daily Roto Optimizer, Jack Doyle projects better than Pascal in some weeks because his catch rate is high. Brian Hoyer is not going to be pushing the ball you know, down the field or anything like that, so I, I actually think both Doyle and Pascal are are great ads as long as T.Y. Hilton is out. Another tight end who is worth an ad this week is Mike Gesicki. 
Uh, Preston Williams is now out for the rest of the year with a torn ACL. I think you guys know the deal with Devontae Parker. You can add Devontae Parker. He's a very low-end wide receiver three. I think his target projection most weeks is going to be like six, seven, or eight, and those are going to be, you know, some of them are going to be really high average depth of targets, so uh, high high dot targets, rather, and, uh, you know, he just is not going to convert those at that great of a clip, but Gasicki is a 99th percentile spark athlete. Uh, he really could be one of the best athletes at the position in the entire NFL. He had six targets against the Jets on Sunday, and with Preston Williams being out for the rest of the season, I do think he he can step into a valuable role for the Dolphins, who do, they they look better with Ryan Fitzpatrick under the court at quarterback because he's he's better than, than Josh Rosen is. Uh, our next guy is Keelan Cole. He was the leading wide receiver for the Jaguars with D.D. Westbrook out. So as of Tuesday morning, we don't really have an update on D.D. Westbrook shoulder injury. Uh, all that all that we were able to find from Jaguars beat writers is that Westbrook did not play. They called up an undrafted free agent to the active roster on Sunday against the Texans. So I do not feel super optimistic about D.D. Westbrook. And I think that if Keelan Cole continues to play the slot, especially if Nick Foles returns and you know, at this point, I do think it's reasonable to say that Foles at least is not going to be worse than Gardner Minshew. You know, we've kind of seen Gardner Minshew fall back to earth a little bit. So Cole, I think, is like a 1% to 4% kind of bid. I, I just would not go crazy on him um, at all. Uh, the other guy filling in for injury, Olabisi Johnson. Now, he is probably at best like fourth on the Vikings in terms of targets and might even lose out to Irv Smith Jr., but both Olabisi Johnson and Irv Smith Jr. are going to be playing more snaps and seeing more targets as a result of Adam Thielen's continued uh, uh, lower body injury. He was only able to play, I think, five snaps against the Kansas City Chiefs in the Minnesota Vikings loss. BC Johnson scored uh, one touchdown, uh, only had one reception. Uh, it was it was one reception for four yards and a touchdown. I think he is like a, a fourteen team kind of uh, kind of league ad, something like that. But. You know, he is he is viable. J.D. McKissick, if you are really struggling at running back, he gained 72 yards and uh, and again saw usage in the passing game that Ty Johnson did not. Now, Johnson, I think as of now with Trey Carson getting injured and Paul Perkins being Paul Perkins, I do think that McKissick is probably, I think the backfield is Ty Johnson. McKissick, actually, if someone in your league dropped Ty Johnson after his bad performance in uh, in week nine, or week eight, rather, I actually think that Johnson is a guy who I I am encouraged by the amount of work uh, or the amount of snaps he's getting. However, you know, I do think it is pretty clear that uh, this is just a passing team. And uh, against Chicago, it's going to be another situation where they are probably passing quite a bit. Uh, A few deep league targets. Andy Isabella scored the 88-yard touchdown. Uh, He's really not even a guy you would have to add in terms of fab bidding. I think you could probably get him on first-come, first-serve waivers. If you play in, you know, the NFC or if you play in the FFPC and on Wednesday night, if you want to throw a bid on him just very speculatively, uh, I don't I don't really have an issue with that at all. I think that uh, I think that that is pretty fine. Tanner Hudson, another one dollar bid. This is only in FFPC tight end premium formats. I do think that you probably 
would uh, I think you could be interested in playing him. He was a, a total preseason snud. O.J. Howard did not play last week. Cam Brate played only 11 snaps. Uh, Hudson led the Bucks tight ends in snaps, but was actually out-targeted by Anthony Alclair. I don't think that that is a situation that would uh, that would happen again. Just uh, a name a name to monitor, really, probably more than uh, than anything else. Trey Edmonds. Edmonds ran better than Jalen Samuels did on Sunday, had a 45-yard run, uh, had 12 rushes for 73 yards, and I think that kind of, in the middle of the game, endeared him to the coaching staff a little bit, so after that big run by Edmonds, basically Samuels just went to be the slot wide receiver, and Edmonds kind of just ripped off the uh, the big runs, he was used towards the goal line, almost had uh, a touchdown. If Benny Snell and James Conner are going to miss multiple weeks, and I, it sounds like Snell is going to be out for a while, and Conner might miss another week, uh, I I think Edmonds kind of is going to be in that Adrian Peterson category, Frank Gore of, you know, like 12 plus carries, but, you know, really if they if they don't score a touchdown, they're not going to be viable. Uh, some super, super deep ads. We have Chester Rogers with T.Y. Hilton out. Rogers is now going to be like fourth in line for targets on the Colts and you know, I mean, maybe that's like eight PPR points a week or something like that. But if you are truly desperate, Chester Rogers uh, out there. And then Paul Perkins, just if anything happened to Ty Johnson, I think that Perkins would just become Ty Johnson on uh, on that team. So, you know, for, for whatever it's worth, Paul Perkins, you know, 1% in these mega deep leagues, I, I do not absolutely hate that. Moving on to our streaming positions, we are looking at quarterbacks. I think that... Uh, you can go to the quarterbacks in the uh, the Bowl of New York, the Evan Silva Bowl. Daniel Jones playing against the New York Jets. Now, Daniel Jones has been bad from a real-life quarterbacking perspective, but he has been good for fantasy, even in that abysmal loss to Dallas. He still was, uh, you know, he was not uh, truly horrible from, uh, from a fantasy football perspective. I, I think that... Uh, you know, he could probably project for 18, maybe 16 fantasy points against the New York Jets. And the Jets defense, I mean, they're so bad, they just gave it up to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, for example, I would play I would play Daniel Jones over Sam Darnold, and I'd be more likely to use the Giants defense than the Jets defense. Um, there are definitely going to be some people who want to stream Mitch Trubisky. He's not going in my streaming article. I'm not going to recommend him here. I just, I cannot in good conscience do that. I would rather go with Ryan Tannehill against Kansas City's bad defense. Kansas City is not a good passing defense. Kansas City is going to be up a lot in this game. And while there is not a strict correlation between passing attempts and fantasy points, I definitely think that the Titans offense is one of those scenarios where they are so run heavy on average in situation neutral positions where with Tannehill, you're, you're just going to want him down 20 points so they are not bothering with uh, with running the ball, basically. And uh, if you're if you're in the desperate category, Ryan Fitzpatrick at Indianapolis would be... I, I would actually play Ryan Fitzpatrick over Mitchell Trubisky, even though the Bears are playing Detroit. That might be stubborn of me, but Fitzpatrick has just looked better. And I think that if the Bears are able to get any sort of lead at home against Detroit, it's just going to be a situation where uh, we are we are 
we're just going to see them really establish it. It's going to be Montgomery. It's going to be Cohen. Uh, it's just, it's just not going to be a particularly good scene for them. Moving to streaming tight ends. This is uh, kind of funny to me, but Jared Cook is only 41% owned in Yahoo Fantasy Football Leagues. The Saints are going to have one of the best team totals of the week playing against Atlanta. I think Cook is definitely going to be one of the top priority streamers this week and after waivers run. So I do this podcast on Tuesday, but I do my waiver article on, or I do my streaming article on Wednesday for those who miss waivers. Uh, Cook is going to be more than uh, 41% owned. So keep that in mind. Jack Doyle, though, far and away the best streaming tight end of the week. Playing against the hapless Miami Dolphins, he is 25% owned in Yahoo Fantasy Leagues. Four targets last week, eight targets in the game before where T.Y. Hilton missed. T.Y. Hilton not expected to play in this game. I think that he is a slam dunk. If any Arizona tight end, you know, whether it be O.J. Howard, whether it be Cameron Brait, whether it be Tanner Hudson, depending on the health of the other two, uh, whoever it is, is going to be a good ad. So if O.J. Howard is out, Cameron Brait, I will, I will rank him as a startable tight end this week. If O.J. Howard is out uh, and Braid are both out. I will rank Tanner Hudson as a starting tight end this week. And then finally, we get to Mike Gasicki. He is 5% owned in Yahoo Fantasy Leagues. I think that you can pick him up. You can expect probably five to eight targets this week against Indianapolis. You can expect him to be a little bit better uh, in terms of a projection standpoint with Preston Williams out. So Mike Gasicki is our final streaming tight end. Streaming kickers, uh... I think the math is going to say that Adam Vinatieri is a, a very good streaming kicker. I have a hard time with that just because he's been so bad. He has just missed so many of these freaking kicks, but he is he is the best kicking streamer this week, and if Vinatieri's out there, I definitely think that you can add him, and he's probably not out there in very many leagues, uh, 61% on Yahoo, but if Will Lutz is out there in your league, he's actually a kicker that I would spend some fab dollars on because you can probably start him for the rest of the year, uh, and you know, like he's, he's the Saints kicker. He's going to score a lot of fantasy points. Uh, you know, like that's just kind of the way that, uh, it's just kind of the way that things go. And, uh, Matt Gay, he is 10% owned in Yahoo fantasy football leagues playing at home to Arizona. He is actually, I I would actually go Matt Gay over Adam Vinatieri this week. Uh, I, I would rank them in terms of preference if they were out there, Will Lutz, Matt Gay, Adam Vinatieri. But those to me are the three clear kicking streaming options. And, uh, we do have another good week for defense streamers. We have Tampa Bay, who is playing at home to Arizona. I definitely think that they are going to be a chalk defense this week. I think both of the New York defenses in that game, both the New York Jets and the New York Giants, both of them are streaming options to me because the quarterback play is expected to be pretty bad in that game. The Indianapolis defense against Miami, they are 39% owned in Yahoo Fantasy Leagues. And even the Kansas City Chiefs defense, playing at home to Ryan Tannehill. Expect that to be a situation where they are able to generate some turnovers and generate some sacks. They put a ton of pressure on Kirk Cousins last week. I definitely think they can do that against Ryan Tannehill this week. So that is going to wrap up our streaming uh, section of the podcast. A little bit shorter this week, but the waiver wire, not particularly interesting this week. Not a ton of options. And I think the streaming options are fairly straightforward. And uh, we will go more in depth in streaming in tomorrow's waiver. Waiver uh, tomorrow's streaming article on rotoexperts.com. So uh, we will see you back tomorrow, everybody. 
Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.